Today's podcast is presented to you by Pastor Shelley Swan of Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening. So glad y'all are here. If you didn't get a handout, our ushers are going to have those in just a moment. Once they finish the offering, they can only do one thing at a time. But if you'll raise your hand up, our ushers will get that to you. As well, if you have missed, don't get up right now. If you've missed any of the weeks, I have each week over here, okay? I have an answer sheet and a blank sheet. Please don't take my answer sheet. I have to say this because it's happened, all right? You can fill in yours from that, or you can get on iTunes and listen to any of the prior weeks if you want the full teaching from it, which I suggest you do. If you only get one of them, that's not going to do you a whole lot of good. You really need to understand all four personality types. All right, Ernie's got those. If you did not get one, if you'll raise up your hand, they'll get those to you. Thank you so much to our wonderful ushers. couple more things. The very first week, who was here and took the basic personality test? Raise your hand up. Good. If you did not take it, we have more of them that we've made over here. You need to follow the directions on it, okay? Because you can skew the test. Don't cheat on it or it does no good, all right? So seven to ten minutes, decide whether you're going to take it in your home setting or your work setting, okay? For our purposes, we did it in our home setting because we're dealing with family things. Probably you're different at work, and you can, you can do, think about that and think about what you are at work, but we're talking about in this setting about how we are with our families at home. If you want more information, more than just this basic test is going to provide, we purchased the, the full extended book. This is $12. You can't buy them anywhere that cheap. They're um, 16 to 20 something online. If you want to get one, it's a great investment because you can keep it forever and look back at it. And it has all the blends of personalities because hardly anyone is just one. Sometimes you are. You're a full D or a full I, but most people are blends of personality styles, and it explains how you operate in that style in here. All right, we are ready to go. Let me pray before we start. Anybody else need a handout from Mr. Ernie before we start? You know what? I forgot to give this to the sound person. David, would you do me a favor? I'm a little behind. Ashley, I'm bringing you a copy so you can go along. There's going to be a PowerPoint up here, and it has all the answers. Okay, so if you, you're going to hear them from me, I'm going to speak them, and they're going to be written up here. We're going to have to go fast because at the end, I'm going to do a review of all four of the personality styles, and we're going to fill in our graph. Okay, so you can get the full chart of all of them. So let me pray before we begin. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for this night that we have, God. We open up our hearts to learn from the word of God, Lord, and how to love each other better, God. We know that that's your plan, God. Um, and we just thank you, Father. Help us to have understanding and discernment, God, about how to have better relationships with the people you've placed in our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, why do we study personality styles? Here's the reasons, and these are written at the top for you. God's greatest gifts are people and relationships. 
the last things. I mean, as I watch Jesus um, in the Passion of the Christ movie, I've watched it a couple of times over the past two weeks. He's always concerned about people. Always. He was concerned at the end about somebody taking care of his mama. He was concerned about the disciples. He had to make sure they were taken care of. He was always concerned about people and relationships. That's the greatest thing. Nothing else will go to heaven with you. Nothing. So we need to learn these lessons about how to love each other better. Okay, the second reason, by understanding ourselves, we can maximize our strengths and minimize our weaknesses. Notice it didn't say get rid of our weaknesses. Try as you might, you'll probably never, till you get to heaven, fully overcome them. Because we are human. And with the Holy Spirit's help, he helps us to even those things out in our lives. But we'll always have those tendencies personality-wise. Third reason, we'll be able to understand others better better and improve, improve our relationships with all kinds of people. Our theme scripture is John 13, verses 34 and 35. And I love this. Same thing as I was watching the Passion of the Christ. This was one of the last things that Jesus told us. He told his disciples, and that applies to us too. He said, a new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if You love one another. So that love that we show for people that are very different than us, the love that we show to that child who about drives us crazy because they are totally different than us, that's going to be a witness to the people out there that are looking in on our lives. And the world are watching. They're watching Christians. And one of the biggest indictments against Christianity is that we don't love each other. And most people on the outside, they use that H word, hypocrite. And they say, look how they treat that clerk at Walmart. And they call themselves a Christian. Look how they treat that person that's different than them. So Jesus said, by this love, that's how the world's going to know him. So let's make sure we love each other well. Amen? All right, four contributing factors to this style that you have, this behavioral style, okay, First one is heredity or genetics, so how you were made by God. The second one is the role model, okay? Generally, up to age 12, the role models in your life. That's why we like people. We try to teach parents. We try to instill the Word of God in the children in these classrooms downstairs and upstairs with our elementary kids. The role models make a huge difference up to the age of 12. The third thing is your experiences at generally after the age of 8 shape you. Very much so, they shape you. Uh, different things, traumatic or good. So both things shape how you turn out in your life. And thank God, the fourth thing for those that have given their lives to Christ is the Holy Spirit living in us and helping us will shape who we are. Amen? All right. A couple of foundational statements. People with similar styles tend to exhibit behaviors in ways common to that style. Doesn't mean always, 
but generally they exhibit these same behaviors. Second thing, people have different styles in different places, such as home, office, friends, church, and community. So when you take your personality test, you have to identify what the setting is you're taking it in. Because some of you that are at work, depending on if you're the boss, you're the employee, whatever your job is, you probably look a lot different than when you come home. Home is really where you're the real person, right? Your family knows the real you. And so that's why I think that's the starting point of where you take it. Then you can take it in the work setting. Understand yourself at home first. Third thing, people are different, but they are predictably different. Fourth thing, there are no good or bad personality styles. You can't change who God made you. So you can't decide, ooh, that I sounds fun. I want to be an I. Now, we can become more, okay? We can exhibit some of those styles, but you can't change at the core who God made you. He loves you just the way you are. That's the last thing. He made you that way. And the next scripture I want to read is Psalm 139, 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. The New Living says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Some of us are more complex than others. We're going to find out tonight. The style we're going to talk about is pretty complex. And the last one, the message, I love this. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. If you have low self-esteem, if you've struggled, man, memorize this verse. Speak that over yourself. Write it on a card. Put it on your mirror. How wonderfully God has made you. He doesn't make junk. He doesn't make people that are worth nothing. Everyone is beautiful and made exactly how he wants them made. All right, so you ready to go on the last personality style? We're going to be talking about the D personality. I've saved this one for last. Some of you maybe that haven't been here have wondered, why didn't you do it in order, D-I-S-C? I did them in the order of the percentages of the population that have that personality style. Okay, and we're going to go over those in a minute. The D personality is only 3% of the population. You're going to find out there's a reason for that. Okay? So only 3%. We'll fill it in in a minute on your graph. Don't get nervous. We're going to go over that. But it's only 3%. So we did these in the order. Most people are what? What's the biggest one? S. The next one we talked about was the C. The next one, the I. And then the smallest percentage is the D. So let's talk about that. Also known as the choleric, you may have heard that. Some people say they're very choleric. Or um, if you look at the personality styles according to animals, they're called the lion. All right? Here's the strengths. Decisive action. If you need a decision made, the D is probably the one that's going to make it. All right? They take charge and are bold. Take charge. These D's, they take charge and are bold. The D gets results. 
If you need results, look to a D. That's probably, you're probably going to get the results for whatever it is. D's are self-confident slash self-sufficient. Now, notice that little note. Any strength overused can become what? A weakness. Very much true with this one. Anytime you get that word self in there, you better have the Holy Spirit to help you balance that. And a D personality really needs a lot of the Holy Spirit in their life. Okay? D's are risk takers. If you need someone to step out there, do something new, a D probably will do that. A D is determined... Slash, also known as strong-willed. And let me just do a disclaimer. A lot of you probably think your children are D personalities. When they're young, they may exhibit some of these, but the older they get, you'll begin to determine their, their true personality. Some of that, I mean the twos and threes and fours, and sometimes it goes into 13, 14, 15, 16. You know, that's, that's kid stuff. But as the older they get, the more apparent it's going to be. Don't just look at a one-time thing. Look at how they act overall. All right? So a D is determined and strong-willed. A D is disciplined. They are very disciplined. Like the fruit of the Spirit, if you tell a D, these are the things you need to do, they're very disciplined to do that. If they know what needs to be done, they're very self-disciplined. They're optimistic. They see the good in things. They can see, oh, good can come out of this situation. Where the more the S and C personalities, they may tend more toward, you know, oh, it's all bad and I don't know how things are going to get better. The D and the I are a lot more optimistic. They are outgoing as well as the I. Both of these personality styles, the D and the I, they're your outgoing people. They're very verbal. Words come easily. In fact, the problem with the D, they have to discipline themselves not to say the words. Because the words are always there. They're always there. You never have to wonder what they're thinking. Um, they, the words are there. The discipline is not speaking all the time. All right? A D is very practical. Very practical. What does that mean? They don't deal in a lot of, you know, uh, how would I say that? Just very practical solutions. Hands-on. Don't talk in theory out here. Let's just say what will work. Probably most Ds don't like, like, science fiction and a lot of fantasy things because it's not reality. The D is reality-based, okay? The next thing, they're very productive. Very productive. They get a lot done. And the last thing is quick. A D does everything very quick. Everything is quick to a D, especially driving. Get out of the D. You will know who the Ds are on the roads because they're quick. 
They're like, Give, I got somewhere to go. Get out of my way. They see that, that goal in mind. Whatever the goal is, if the goal is we have to get to church, you know, get out of my way. I'm on my way to church. If they're going through Walmart, they have their basket and they're very determined and they're going very fast. Hi, how are you? And they don't stop. They have a goal in mind. They have to do it quick. All right? These are great strengths. But remember... If you go too much towards that side, it becomes a weakness. Now, let's talk about the weaknesses. And I will tell you, I know these very well. Because this is my primary personality style, so all of you that are D's, don't be mad. Okay? They are aggressive. The first weakness is Aggressive, And most of the time, unless you have the Holy Spirit or a very good laid-back spouse, <laughs> then you can be too aggressive for people. And they're like, if you see someone backing away, you know, I'm being too aggressive. Okay? Second thing, arrogant. A D can be very arrogant. Because remember what was that one... Uh, They are very self-confident and self-sufficient, and that can always slide over into being very arrogant. Well, I can do it all myself. I can do this. And you need to be very careful as a D that you don't get over onto that. Third weakness, they can be harsh or blunt. I love how y'all are agreeing out there. Those of you that are dealing with D's, you're like, yes, they can be. Those of us that are D's are like, oh, another knife. Um, And I always use this example, a D, it's like everything is like this. You know, when someone does their hand like that, they're harsh, they're blunt, they're quick, get it, get it over with. But again, most people, what, what are most people's personality style? The S. They just want everybody to get along. Let's just have peace and be calm, be quiet, love people. And the D's like, let's get going. Here's the truth. I will tell you to a D, their world is black and white. It, you know how a lot of people, most of the other personalities, there's a lot of gray area. For a D, everything's black and white. It's either right or wrong. There's no in-between. And again, naturally. Now, the Holy Spirit comes in, and he makes our whole world colorful, thank God, and gives you more than just black and white. But innately, this is what a D is dealing with. And I think Ds are probably the most misunderstood because they're the smallest and they're the most different from the other personality styles. And a lot of people mistake a lot of the D, but I'll tell you that you D personalities, a lot of it is because of how you act and what you say. So we've got to change how we act and say as a D so other people um, will love us better and we can be more of a witness of God's love. Next thing, D's are bossy. Because they're natural decision makers, they can be very bossy to people. You do this, you do that. A lot of older brothers and sisters, especially those older sisters, they might be a D because they're used to bossing everybody under them. They can be controlling. They like to control. They like to tell people what to do and how to do it and control the situation. Not always possible, especially if you're married to an S. 
And S does not want any part of being controlled, especially if they're a man. You're not going to be able to control them. Domineering. A D can be very domineering, very much trying to dominate, be in charge, be in control. They can be impatient and angry. Can you see the D has a lot to deal with? They can be impatient and angry. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I'll say that over and over because he helps us in our weaknesses. They can be insensitive. Insensitive. They're not really into a lot of feelings and emotions, so they come across as being very insensitive towards people, not compassionate at all. Now, God can change our hearts, but this is how a D would come across if they don't let the Holy Spirit control them. They can be strong-willed. Again, that can be a strength. That can also be a weakness to be strong-willed. The next one, stubborn. They get, this is what we're going to do, and I'm not changing from it. They can be very stubborn about the things that they believe in. And the last one, they can be unaffectionate and unemotional. Unaffectionate and unemotional. Take a deep breath. I know this is hard to hear if you have D in you. It shows you how much you need God in your life. Because the D's out there that don't have the Lord, they don't have a lot of friends. And they're probably uh, not going to be married because nobody can live with them. And so we need to learn what are the things that the Holy Spirit needs to help me with, you know. Knowing what your weaknesses are helps you to recognize them. When you start off and you, you start to speak and it's too harsh. I'll give you an example. I used to teach high school. And I had this fifth period class right after lunch. And I had 32 kids in it, I believe. They were uh, seniors, juniors and seniors, right after lunch. And they thought they knew it all. Well, the beginning of school comes. I, I, I mean, it's chaos. And they come in, and they're all sitting there, and I'm trying to, you know, take role and all the things a teacher does. I don't know all their names to start with. And this one girl, she, she thought she was funny, and she said something, um, and the rest of the class laughed. Well, instinctively, my D, my words, I just like, it was like a bullet. I corrected her in front of everyone and went about my business. I was doing something, and I turned back around. She's bawling. She was crying. And I ended up having to take her out in the hall, and I had to apologize because my words were harsh. That was the way that I came across. And we don't ever have that right as a D personality. I don't care how right you are in doing it. There's a right way and a wrong way. And the love of God in us will always help us to overcome any of these tendencies that we have that would drive people away. Amen? That's the good news. All right. Let's look at basic tendencies of the D personality. They are fast-paced and task-oriented. 
fast-paced. So if you have a D as a parent, you know what they're always saying to those children? Hurry up. Let's go. We have places to go, things to do, people to see. Let's go. And most likely, God, in his sense of humor, probably either gave you an opposite personality husband who's very slow-paced or children who are very slow-paced. And they're trying to knock. The thing is, is God's trying to knock those hard edges off of you because not everybody is like you. In fact, almost nobody is like you. So we might as well just get it in our minds that we need to be the ones to slow down. And they're very task-oriented. They have a task. They want to do it. And again, they're not the kind of people that are, let's stop and smell the roses along the way. But you need to learn to do that. Amen? You'll have a much longer life, D-personality people, if you learn to slow down a little bit, not all the way, because nothing would get done, but slow down and be more people-oriented. Communication for a D is usually one way, it's direct, and bottom line is one way, which means they're the only ones talking because they're decisive, they can make the decision, they usually bark the orders. Um, It's direct, you never have to wonder, okay, A deed is not the kind of boss that goes in and says, you know, we've been having a problem. They gather the whole staff and say, you know, you might want to think about being here on time. You know, all of you, could you just try to be here on time? That's not your boss that's a D personality. You know what they're going to do? They're going to go right to the person and say, you've been late, Mr. Insinius, and you better be here or I'm going to fire you. They're very, <laughs> they're very direct in what they say, okay? And bottom line, you know what? They don't want to hear all the fluff and all the reasons and all the theory. Just tell them. Tell them bottom line. So those of you that are dealing with the D, this is where you need to take note here and think about, okay, especially if you're an S and you deal in a lot of generalities, You need to really think about what you're going to say before you go and talk to your D personality, boss, husband, child, and say it very direct to them and give them kind of the bottom line. Or as my husband would say, headline. Okay? They're not, they're going to get lost if you start sharing if there's too many details. Now, they are detail-oriented, but they need to know the bottom line, especially if you're an employee Come with a solution. If you just go to your D boss and say, well, here's all the things wrong that I see, he's probably going to look at you or she and say, and what are you going to do about fixing it? Because you need to bring a solution. Speak to them very direct. Okay? That'll help. The greatest fear of a D, this will make sense, is being taken advantage of. Greatest fear of the D is being taken advantage of. If you've been here over these four weeks, remember these greatest fears are like that button that you should not push. When you know the greatest fear, you are wrong if you ever intentionally go and push that because you're playing with them. And that's not funny. So a D 
If they ever think they're being taken advantage of, that's when that natural tendency, you will see that strong D rise up. Um, D personalities are very much about justice. Very much so. Things need to be right. And they feel a, a, a compulsion to make things right in the world. Um, I will tell you one of my things, since I'm a D, and it's not just because I'm a D, but with orphans, and it just drives me crazy. That's why our church is so involved in Bethel Orphanage in Juarez, is there's, I, it's just an injustice thing. It's not right that these little kids should be abandoned and should be sexually abused and mistreated. And I feel a real strong sense of uh, that we should be helping them. And that can happen with a lot of personalities. But a D, okay, that's their biggest fear. So don't ever, you know, with, if you're dealing with a D personality and you see them kind of rising up, make sure you're not making them think you're trying to take advantage of them. Because that's not ever a good area to get to. Under pressure, how does a D act? They become domineering, aggressive, and demanding. Under pressure, they become domineering, aggressive, and demanding. So the best thing is to not get yourself under pressure. Easier said than done. But if you feel it, and I'll tell you, those of you that are D's, you can feel it when that stress starts to rise up. You need to really get in the Word of God at that point. Myself, personally, I get some worship music going. Because I know, if I keep on in my tendency and my natural strength, I know where I'm going. I'm going to be aggressive. I know I'm going to be harsh. And I'm probably going to hurt people with my words. And so I want to get in the, the presence of the Lord and let the Holy Spirit help bring me down. Get that pressure off of me. Amen. That's part of what he wants to do in our lives. He's there to be our helper. That's one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit. Okay, in decision making, the D personality, when they make a decision, it's going to be quick. It's going to be result focused. And usually with very few facts. This is the opposite of the C personality. Remember, the C personality needs all the facts before they can make a decision. And then they weigh all the facts over and over in their mind, thinking through every possible outcome. The D, remember, they instinctively make decisions. They, they're very quick. So... Usually, and this can be to the detriment of a D, they make decisions without all the facts. I will say most of the time, that since they're instinctive about it, they make a lot of good decisions. But not always. Because we can't become self-reliant. We need to get more facts most of the time. The greatest needs of a D. Here's what they need in their life. Challenges. They don't want everything to stay the same all the time. They need change. They need choices. And they need direct answers. So the greatest needs of the D are challenges, change, 
choices and direct answers. If you have a child that's a D, you need to give them some things that they can choose from. Whether it's their clothes and they're two years old, if that D's rising up and they want to choose those clothes, give them some choices. Now, don't give in to them and let them do everything because they don't have enough sense. Okay, with everything. But if you're dealing with a D personality or say you have an employee, you need to give them some challenges. Say, why don't you take this on for me? Give them some leadership. Give them some responsibility where they can take that control. They can run with that. If you have a child that's a D, give them some responsibility. Say, why don't you do this? This would be a really good thing for you. And notice that last thing they need, direct answers. It drives a D crazy when, again, you speak in generalities and you're never very direct about anything. They need to know, here's the exact thing I'm thinking. All right? And the D recharges with physical activity. That's what recharges them. They're probably the ones that go on those racquetball courts and hit that ball and hit that ball and hit that ball. That's recharging them. Some of the other personalities, that's wearing them out. But with a D, they need that physical activity. They're probably the ones out in the garage till late at night working on the car or they're out digging in the garden. They're always doing something. They're recharging themselves. All right, key scriptures for the D. James 1.19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Memorize that part of it. Slow to get angry. The higher your D, generally, the quicker you get angry. So, James 1.19. The next one, Psalm 19.14. I gave you this one last week because the D and the I both need this because they're both verbal personalities. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You're not going to be able to write the whole thing, just write the reference. You can go back and look it up. Ephesians 4.32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ, has forgiven you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Even as easy as it is, most of think, I know about this. I can make this decision. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, or it says, seek his will in all you do, And he will show you which path to take. You must rely on the Lord. The message says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Good, good word. Amen. And the last thing, I'm not sure if I left it off. I was trying to do this worksheet. Do I have personal growth areas on there at the bottom? Awesome. Okay, first one, strive to be an active listener. 
Strive to be an active listener. Y'all write fast, okay? Because I've got to, I want to do the review. Here I am, the D, telling you, move quick. Strive to be an active listener. That means don't jump while someone's trying to share their heart with you or, or your wife or your husband wants to talk. Don't be telling them, well, here's a solution. Here's what you need to do. You need to let them. An active listener means you're listening. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say. Listen to what they're saying. Okay? And husbands, sometimes wives just want to vent. Okay? They don't want a uh, solution. That's a little marriage advice there. Second thing, be attentive to other people's ideas. Be attentive to other people's ideas until everyone reaches a consensus. Be attentive to other people's ideas until everyone reaches a consensus. That means if you're working with a team, don't try to make the decision for everyone. Wait and let everyone have their say-so and let's all do this. Whether you're in a family and you're trying to come up with what's the best thing to do or you're at work. Let everyone have a say-so, which is very difficult for a D. Three, be less controlling and domineering. Be less controlling and domineering. And you will win people. And have many friends. The next one, develop a greater appreciation for the opinions, feelings, and desires of others. Even if they can't say it as fast as you, develop an appreciation for their, their feelings, their opinions. All right, the next one, put more energy into personal relationships and courtesy. Be courteous. And at Walmart, at, when that clerk at Walmart is just slowly ringing your items and you're tapping your foot. Sometimes I find myself in line. I'm like, hurry up. I have things to do. Don't they know I'm busy? Be courteous. Okay? Put more energy into relationships. Show your support for other people. Your family needs to know that you love them, that you believe in them, that they can make a decision. You don't have to make every decision for them. Take time to explain the whys of your statements and proposals. That means you tell them, whether it's your kids, instead of just barking out, you're going to do this because I said so. Take the time to explain why. Especially if they have C in their personality, they need to know the why behind it. And the last one, be friendlier and more approachable. Be friendlier and more approachable. All right, we're going to quickly fill in your graph on the back. We're going to start with the S. If you didn't get it all, I have an answer sheet up here, and you can copy the answers after it's over, okay? I'm having to hurry because we have baptism. 69% of the population are the S. So you're going to go to your quadrant down here, the bottom right quadrant. Fill in 69% are stable, steady, and secure S's. Over here, they're good listeners, team players, 
They're predictable. They're the peacemakers. They resist change. So you can see if you have a D personality and an S personality, one wants change, one is resisting change. There's a little bit of tension there going on. They are easygoing and loyal. Those are your S personalities. What is the S love? Security. They need everything to be secure in their world. They need to have that security. Everything's the same. It's not always changing. That brings security to the S. Um, also called phlegmatic or golden retriever. And the greatest fear of the S is a loss of security. All right? Keep going. It's still going to be up there. The next one is the C personality. 17%. Of the population are C personality, which are correct, controlled, compliant. Compliant means rule following. If the C knows what the rule is, they're going to follow that rule. Also called the melancholy or the beaver personality. These people are accurate, analytical, perfectionistic, Organized, careful, thorough, and logical. I didn't put it on there, but remember the C personality can also be very creative. This can be your artists, musicians, singers, okay? That can be the C personality as well. What do C's love? Systems. Give them a system for everything they do. And the greatest fear of the C? Criticism. Good. The I. Upper right-hand quadrant. 11% of the population are the I personality. Influencing, interactive, interested in people. Also called the sanguine or the otter. Their characteristics are fun-loving, enthusiastic, Emotional, disorganized, because they're too busy having fun. Not detail-oriented, but they're good communicators, and they are involved with others. These are your people persons. So what does the I personality love? People. Put them in the middle, put them on the stage, center of attention. That's what the eye wants to be. And the greatest fear of the eye? Rejection. Don't reject the eye. All right, last one, what we learned tonight, the D personality. 3% of the population are Ds. Also called choleric or the lion. They can be, their characteristics, bold. Bossy, quick, decisive, takes charge, aggressive, controlling, but they're an instinctive leader. If you need someone in a time of crisis, you need the D personality because it comes in handy, all that decision making and take charge that they have within them. 
You need the D in those times of crisis. Okay, the D loves to be what? Loves to be in charge. Yes, the D. They love to be in charge. So they can tell everybody else what to do. And the greatest fear of the D, just talked about it, being taken advantage of. Good. I'm going to pray to dismiss. Father, we thank you for this night that we've had together, Lord. Thank you for um, your command to us, Lord. We take that to heart, that we're to love one another. Lord, I pray that this knowledge that we've all gained from studying the personality styles and the differences and how you've made each one of us, I pray, God, that this knowledge would just grow in our lives and it would, it would overflow into all of our relationships. God, first of all, that we would love ourselves. Help us, God, to appreciate um, the wondrous way that you've made each one of us, Lord, and in our families, God, help us to love our spouses and our children and all of our extended families well, God, that we would be such a light, God. And Father, with our jobs, I pray that you help us, God, to love even those difficult co-workers and bosses, God, that you've put into our lives, Lord, and, and that the world would see that by the way we love, God, they would see how much you love them and you died for them. Be with us, Holy Spirit, Rise up big on the inside of us. Rise up and help us in our weaknesses, God. You said where we are weak, you are strong, God. And we just depend upon that, God. And we thank you, God, for living in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.